We're here with Tara McManus, of Mr. Airplane Man. She also played in Heavy Connection, German House, and Turpentine Brothers. How's it going, Tara? Hi. I'm all right. It's good to be talking to you guys. How are you doing? Yeah, doing doing all right. Um, yeah. Uh, what have you been up to recently? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, just, you know, hunkering down. Uh, I've been um, mostly just dealing with you know all this crazy health stuff but um, but uh, I've been learning keyboards and listening to a lot of music and just getting through yeah totally Uh, yeah I was Watching a Garner Fest 4 DVD I have the other day, and I saw Mr. Airplane Man playing. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's... Yeah. Uh, Garner Fest 4, I can't remember which. Did we play it twice? Or was that was that at the high tone? That set? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. All right, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that was a really fun night. Yeah, it was, it was 2007. Um, yeah, we're big Goner Fest and Goner fans, so it was, it was just yeah, yeah. That one we didn't we weren't at that one, but like it's just uh, it's still cool just seeing like a, a band from like back home in at Goner Fest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I remember. Um, the Markmen were playing right after us. So like our gear was set up right in front of theirs on stage just to make things easier. And um, I was kind of freaking out. It's like the Beatles or something. Like I was like, oh my God, the Markmen's gear is all around me. I'm freaking out. I really was like super into them at that time. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I still, uh, yeah, I, I, I know who they are. I've actually, I've never seen them though. Yeah, um, they were really good. That yeah. seemed like a good, good time, a really cool time period, probably 2007. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I, I wanted to go a little bit further back. Uh, I was wondering when you started playing music. Oh, um, well... I was always really into music and I started going to shows a lot um, when I was about 13, 14, but um, it didn't really, and I I always like studied dance, but didn't occur to me that like I was allowed to actually play music until I was older. So I started playing drums um, like in my mid twenties, I guess. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. So, you, uh, were you you were going out to shows uh, like as a teenager in in, in Boston? Yep. <laughs> yep. All the all ages shows in Boston. Okay. Is that the, like the Rat and uh, totally. Channel? Okay. Rat yeah. And channel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. The Y. The YWCA in Cambridge. Wow. What were some of your favorite bands? Oh, from back then or just? Yeah, um, from, from back yeah. then. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Let me think. Um, I, well, I really liked seeing all the SST bands. I liked that when they came through, like the Meat Puppets. Uh, that's, that's crazy. I was going to say the Meat Puppets. I was going to ask you if you saw the Meat Puppets. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, I love them. Um, uh, okay. Creek, my brain. Let's see. Um, my first show was Gang Green and Jerry's Kids. Which hey, shit. That was really exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was like a lot of hardcore bands. Oh, The Freeze. I loved The Freeze. Um, wow, so all the classic 80s, like, hardcore. Yeah. I, yeah. I have, uh, this is Boston, not L.A. Oh, it's, I love like, that record. It's actually, yeah, it's like right in front of me. My, cause oh, I was that's funny. listening to it recently. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, damn. That sounds like a lot of, uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm bummed. I, I never saw any of those bands. Well, actually we, I did see me puppets. Um, but I never saw, I've never seen any of the, like the classic eighties hardcore bands, Boston hardcore bands. Yeah. It was like, um, we're super fun for a while. And then, but then I got kind of sick of it because you know, it started feeling like this really oppressive scene. Yeah. But that's kind of how I feel about often in whatever scene I wind up, wind up in for a while or whatever. But, um, but, but yeah, you know, it just started feeling really like jockey and like, oh, you're not allowed to like SST bands if you like hardcore. There are all these rules all of a sudden. So anyway, I, I kind of drifted out of that in the mid 80s. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so when you started playing drums, like, uh, what, uh, I guess uh, I would say, like, did you start playing in Mr. Airplane Man, or did you have bands before Mr. Airplane Man? Oh, um, well, that's funny. I started playing with Margaret from Mr. Airplane Man, but we weren't, we were just playing. Um, oh, man. Um, well, she and I had, you know, we were friends since we were kids, and we used to go to all those shows together all those hardcore shows and stuff and um then we kind of like drifted apart and then we reconnected in the early 90s and we started going to see um morphine all the time and um hypnosonics like mark Sandman's side projects and um we just were so into it and we decided we wanted to start playing so um we both traveled around and we lived in Arizona for a little bit and San Francisco for a bit. And we just were learning how to play together. We came back East and like had all these different projects, but we finally settled into um, this airplane man, I guess like late nineties in Boston, Cambridge. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at, uh, listening to some of the uh, albums today and like, uh, see them back in like you know like 98 and, and like and uh yeah it goes pretty far back I, um so uh i noticed also as well that you had a number of records on sympathy for the record industry like how'd you hook up with them um i guess because um we uh took a trip down to memphis and um Oh my gosh, it's all just this kind of, I might have this all mixed up, but we went down to Memphis um, 
<laughs> I think we'd heard Jack Oblivion's solo record and we're really into it. And this is like before the internet. So right, I think yeah. Margaret called Shangri-La Records looking for him. <laughs> like you were so, we were just like, we want to play a show with you. And um, I don't really remember what happened. Somehow we wound up in Memphis and um, we were driving an old 68 Cadillac around for tour. And um, somehow that got, so Jeff Evans, you know, from 68 Comeback. Yeah. Uh, he was really into old Cadillacs. Somehow we all connected and then, and he's really close with John from Sympathy. So that's how we made that connection. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's good because you look at their catalog, like the Sympathy catalog, and it just, there's just like, uh just this mountain of you know you know 90s 2000s like garage rock and punk and you know all sorts of releases and i've seen just going through like their entire catalog i see like a number of mr airplane man records and it's just awesome yeah yeah it was really cool it was really fun yeah Yeah, it meant a lot to me to to do stuff with um long gun john yeah absolutely cool um are they still putting out records uh i think he's doing like things here and there you know and then when we did um jack around the blue in like what 2017 or whatever he he put out the vinyl for that um okay so he but he's he's just like does way less of it than he used to obviously yeah yeah totally i i don't know if this is uh, accurate or not, but it, it looks like it. It was like I think I read somewhere that he's putting a record every week or something. Oh, yeah, back in point. the day, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it definitely looks like it. Uh, have you ever read uh, Eric Davidson's book? Uh, we never learned the gunk punk on oh, Undergut. I did read that. Yeah, a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, it captures a lot of that stuff, and they talk about sympathy and that whole uh, like the general like sort of uh garage punk 90s stuff or whatever um yeah that yeah, no, was it's a good one uh i was gonna when was yeah. the first time you went to europe because i know that you have quite quite a fan base over there right um yeah okay first time with europe when was that um i think it was um a guy from the Netherlands had us come over and we did like two weeks in the Netherlands with him. And he drove us around and we stayed at his house and he was really cool. We had so much fun. That was really great. Um, uh, Then we went to England a couple times. So um, yeah, being on Sympathy really helped us be able to do that that stuff. And um, uh and then we were able to go back the last couple of years too yeah I yeah totally that. that's great yeah uh on the on the, the your uh, band camp page it, it meant you guys mentioned as like one of the influences Mem- memphis weirdo rock and roll <laughs> um it's going back to the goner fest thing again just i just love that um <laughs> You know, uh, 
So any any specific bands or artists you'd include in that under that like uh yeah. umbrella of Memphis weirdo rock and roll? <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so like maybe my favorite or one of my favorite bands from um Memphis is um The Limes and um Sean Cripps specifically. That's his band and um he's who we very first met when we got to Memphis and I love his music so much and his whole vibe about it and just the whole Memphis vibe in general like um um you know everybody uh there's just this looseness you know and like um and like being really strong about who you are and people are everybody like people have like their own um really uh take on things and uh it's just so strong and and but also really loose and, and free too and there's also this like value of um kind of like fuck ups in the studio like you're recording and and, um, you know, not trying to make everything really perfect and like kind of yeah. killing it, you know, that was so, um, that felt so, uh, good to me and, and right on, you know, going down there and, and, and just also like the, you know, the sound people were really into. Like, I just remember at that time, like playing shows in Boston, I just felt like we were really out of place. Like we really wanted a lot of reverb, reverb, um, on stage when we played and like we wanted a certain kind of like distortion and reverb and and sound and um we were always being told how unprofessional we were <laughs> and yeah. i just was like professional <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> like why that's not even on my radar i just want a certain sound like and then yeah. like it just was always right. feeling like a fight although it doesn't feel like that anymore at all but um but at that time, yeah, so going to, to somewhere like Memphis was like, ah, uh, you know, like, oh, these are people, like, they're, they're totally into that sound, they're, they're so into it, like, it's a, it's a, um, they relate, it's like a, yeah, so, um, oh, and then, like, uh, timing, okay, I was, at that time, all those, um, Fat Possum guys were touring a lot, we got to see them play so often. I know that's not Memphis, but it's really close, you know? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And just that whole, like, looseness about the drum fills, like, spilling over into, um, you know, just this whole thing about not having to make everything super tight and normal and standardized. And it just felt so good. Yeah, and no, I like flipping that. around and just, like, everyone being in the moment and having like a spirit happening in the moment no that that's well so said. cool that makes sense too yeah it it's like there's really something about like memphis because i mean i don't know a, a ton about too many places and stuff i've mostly been boston but we've at least in our experience with memphis and just the bands and like what you're describing i get exactly what you what you mean and it seems to sell, like you said, it seems to celebrate that spirit and not try to like contain it. Um, yeah. And, we yeah, try to bring it to Boston. Yeah, huh? exactly. We try to bring it to Boston yeah, gonna, just a little bit if we exactly. can, just that same spirit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, 
I think another thing um, is that, like, I mean, naturally, it's like historically Memphis is so, you know, in, integral to like rock and roll and obviously the blues, you know, the blues and, and everything. It's just like, but every little thing too, like even like at like the airport, there's like music notes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. uh, and it's like, the, there's a lineage uh, being like what's like sun and and like stacks to like what's going on with like Shangri-La, Goner. And I, there's like a, you know, I don't know. That's part of the whole vibe, I think, that I, I don't really think is, is true in Boston, probably most cities, I would guess. I don't know. Right, right. Like you, it's a fantasy world, like that I could be at a grocery store in Boston and like the modern lovers would come on and everybody would be like, woo, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that right. doesn't really happen. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly it does there's a there's definitely you know pe- people there that would be like that but yeah yeah <laughs> exactly but it's like you can go to yeah it's like like at least we've gone to like goner fest we'll be like an uber and you mentioned goner fest and they like they know what it is you know what i mean yeah and that. it's not like you're in an uber in boston and you're like fuzzable or hut Hasselfest or something they they know what you're talking about they're like what they would <laughs> they probably wouldn't know that you know what I mean yeah yeah yes. I, I think that I think the that I guess would be my guess is that it seems to be like the culture of the of the city seems to be more supportive of, of it you know or like yeah general, it's like we've done more but um yeah, and so that's why. I, uh, yeah, I'm so glad too. And I, and you can hear it in in the in Mr. Airplane Man and the music for sure. Where you, you can you know you, you can see the you know that vibe is there, and and then it totally makes sense when I'm when it's like oh you see oh these were recorded in Memphis studios. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, actually, one. Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh no, I was wasn't saying anything. Oh, hey, I was going to say, actually, I wanted to ask you about, I noticed, like, you'd worked with uh, Greg Cartwright and Doug Easley. Yeah. That's uh, so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, so what was it like working with them? Oh, it was, like, so fun. And, um, and you know, again, it was like, oh, the battle is over. Like, I was, that's another thing. I felt like we were always fighting in most other places, like, you know, as far as recording it well we didn't really know anything either so just be like ew everything sounds wrong but we didn't really know yet like what it was so we're <clears throat> probably it, it took us a while to find it but um uh you know like that battle of like ew please the vocals are so loud and, and separated from everything like can you please make it sound you know you're back then like oh you you never are supposed to have the vocals uh you're supposed to have the vocals really separate and clean and clear and bright because it's the most important thing and we were always like ew no <laughs> no it's like just one of the textures and please stop doing that but anyway anyway um so it was like working with them was so amazing because it's just it, it we didn't have to fight anymore and um and they're they're just so cool, and it was so cool um, recording over at Easily, that yeah. studio. Yeah, and when we did come on DJ, it was so fun because the we 
the first week we were there, we were there like, I think, I think it was like the fall and we did a week and we, we did something they had never tried before. We set up in the lobby, um, like just right on top of each other and recorded it pretty much live. And then, um, and then it turned out there were some of the songs that worked and then some of the songs were just waste too much bleed. It didn't work. So we went back in the spring and did another week. And then we went into like the real studio, the, the big room and they're huge, like, reverb tank and um and then you know uh great they both had so many great ideas and and uh, spon spontaneous moments making things up and it was really fun yeah that's awesome yeah and, uh you know yeah greg carwright's great with you know running sound oblivions uh tip tops and you know, obviously, obviously, you know, but yeah, so it's, it's just a perfect, um, you know, marriage of uh, different sounds and like, obviously, a lot of similar sounds too, but um, yeah, uh, I mean, cool. we were like, huge fans of his and um, so I mean, to be honest, we were like, actually really struggling with getting super uptight because we were just such huge fans. <laughs> so it was like, really scary. So we're just trying to like, keep it together but <laughs> sometimes we would get super uptight you know like nervous and um <laughs> but um but you know it's cool we just learned about that just that memphis vibe and sean from the crypts he came down a bunch and he just has the best um i don't know like spirit of what rock and roll really is and just being super loose and like just going for it and having fun so he, he was great to have there too yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it reminds me, I I met Greg Cartwright a couple of times here and there at like Goner Fest, and uh, I my, my usual introduction beyond just like uh, whatever I love your music is like, oh, I uh, you, you know David Woods. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, you know Dave or something, because that's usually my like degree of separation, and I know he's a big Mr. Airplane man. <laughs> like the, probably the number one Mr. Airplane man. Oh my fan, god, that guy! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew. I, I have a feeling he'll be listening to this, so I had to give him a shout out. <laughs> I miss him. I haven't seen him in a long time. He is everywhere. How does he know everybody? <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. I, I I know. Like, I feel like there was some like ceremony at some point, and they were like, they, he was just like, yeah, he somehow knows like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's my usual icebreaker for various bands that if i'm like maybe they know dave and i know he knows uh <laughs> that's really funny you know greg Cartwright. but yeah well it's, I, i'm glad those people are because uh, yeah like david he's he's always a big supporter and i know he definitely he loves uh mr airplane man oh yeah he was actually um big part of of us getting back together because she and I like kind of fell out for a while and um, oh, and then we both had kids so um he just wrote me out of the blue um I mean there's a reason they call him Bugsy you know he was oh, yeah. borderline pestering me <laughs> borderline <laughs> pest but very sweet too but um <laughs> he kept you know haha <laughs> but um he he uh he somehow got us to come back to Boston to do a show I think with the real kids, 
Um, okay, that makes and sense. And then we, then he helped us. Um, I think Margaret just found in an old box somewhere, like some. We had completely forgotten we even did this, but we had before we ever went to Memphis. We had um, gone down to Fat Possum and recorded some stuff with Bruce from Fat Possum. And then we never did anything with it. And I guess we just threw it in a box and then completely forgot about it. And then she found it anyway. And she listened to it and she's like, Oh, this is kind of cool. So we put it, we put it out and he helped, he helped us like, uh, do it ourselves. Like put it out on a record, um, which was, uh, super fun and cool. And, and, uh, yeah, he's been a big support to the band. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Dave's the the man. Uh, I think I met him at a King Kong the Shrine show, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's funny. And he was kind of shooting the shit, and then you know, just over the years, just we'll just talk different bands and see him at different shows and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, I was gonna actually ask you about Boston stuff. Because um, we're always curious, I mean, and just in general, all different kind of scenes, but uh, I'm always curious about, like, like the Abbey Lounge and stuff like that, because by the time we were yeah. going to shows, I think that it closed, like, by the time we started, like, going out to shows and stuff, oh. but, it, like, in my, like, research of other stuff, uh, like, old stuff, I, I've definitely seen, like, a lot of Mr. Airplane Man and, like, like, Turb Time Brothers or, like, Tamp Offs stuff. Yeah, all like those bands playing together and stuff. Um, yeah, what was like the Abbey Lounge? Uh, What was it like? So fun. Um, looks like it. We started playing there pretty early on because, um, you know, Mitch from Triple Thick or all those guys from Triple Thick, um, they were good friends, they are good friends of ours, and um, I really love that band, and um. They, they were kind of part of the original crew that started that place. Okay. Started having shows there. So um, we started doing shows there, like with them and the Conks. And um, it was oh, yeah. really fun. And, um, and then, like, Margaret and I started touring more. So um, then we would just, like, connect, you know, make friends with all these bands on the road that we really liked their music. And we'd bring them, we'd book them in Boston at the Abbey. It really felt like a, a good scene. Um, uh, yeah. And like, yeah, just, yeah like, like very, like lots of spontaneous in the moment, people hopping up, j- playing with each other, you know, playing, jumping in on songs and stuff. And those was really, really fun times. And then, um, that, I think my favorite memories are when it was still two rooms, you know, before they renovated it and kind of spiffed it up. Um, and there were still like all the regulars on the other side. <laughs> it just was like really, really, really fun. Um, I'm not sure what really happened with that place because I left around um, 2007, I guess. So we used to play there in PA's a lot. Um, yeah, it looks like PA's just yeah. I've looked yeah, just looking up old stuff that. Uh, they it looks like they had like also like a number of like rock and roll shows like if like Jay Retard was yeah like he had, he had play there or um, 
you know, I forget who else, but like, you know, whatever, you know, um, it looked like they had a lot of a slew of shows had, coming through there. We had um, Demon's Claws come down a few times. Okay. We were really good friends with that, those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. okay. And um, yeah, we we played with them at PAs and I, probably the Abbey, although I can't, I think one time we had like a party at a practice space. But anyway, um, but yeah, I left in 2007 and moved to New Mexico for a while. So I don't really know what happened. I totally fell out of touch with what was going on at the Abbey or whatever happened to it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's like, we were kind of going to, we started slowly going to more and more stuff, but it wasn't, but I think by by the time we were going to shows, it had already closed. Um, mm. which is kind of a, which is a bummer, but, um, yeah, uh, then you got say, linked up with P, uh, sorry, not, I was gonna say Club Bohemia and Mickey Bliss. Oh, yeah, thanks to you guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks to you guys, yeah, I love that. was a that. great show, that was cool. Thank you, thank you so much, like, I just, I think we played there a couple times, thanks to you Actually, guys. yes, that's, at least twice. Um, it's a lot of. It was always so much fun playing. Yeah, uh, playing with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Mutual. Likewise. Uh, well, I you're really one of the Johnny Food Masters. I was gonna say you're you're one of the few uh, supporters, so we really appreciate that. <laughs> you know, that but... is crazy to me. <laughs> I don't even. I don't get that. But um, kind of like the, that's the Memphis true. thing. I mean, sorry. It's like yeah. the thing. It's like the thing you said with, about the Boston thing. Maybe, maybe people think it's not professional enough. Oh, <laughs> right. It's definitely food masters is definitely not professional enough, but that's okay. But um, what's well, weird? Like Providence, we seem to, to have uh, better shows. I guess oh. <laughs> not necessarily even better, but they they oh, seem to appreciate sense. it. But, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I wanted to ask you because we, we ask everyone this: uh, um, when when do you think shows will return? Oh God, <laughs> I, I really everything seems so weird, and like we're yeah. in some weird movie, and who knows what is going? Like any crazy, I feel like if aliens just came down tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I usually like my whole life, I've been able to kind of feel into like um what lies ahead you know like I can get a feel yeah. for like oh I have a feeling I'll be traveling a lot this year or I have a feeling my apartment's gonna look like this or like I'm just be able to kind of sense what was happening but like now I have I don't have that at all I'm like I have I see total blankness so it just seems to always be more about like the absolute present moment just being in it, like letting go of even trying to figure things out, I guess. But I, I, um, yeah, I just, I just really think about that a lot. Like, I don't know if you guys relate to this, but you know, kind of having this time and space to kind of remember what you really wanted to do with music apart from any scene, you know, and like 
I don't know. I just have a couple friends who are like, wow, I've been playing this one simple, like Charlie Watts beat like over and over for three months. And my whole, like my mind is getting blown every day. <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. Like, wow, what, when people come back and play shows, it might be really cool. Everybody's yeah. letting go of a bunch of maybe bullshit that we were, didn't even realize that we might have been sucked into in some, some ways you know yeah wow. no I, I i like that um yeah i think so. i i yeah i'm i'm optimistic that you know i just i don't know when but but even just i think i, I know what you're saying where i think that people are going to be you know i hope anyway have this you know, sort yeah. of downtime to use it more towards their advantage. Cause I mean, I feel like people are already doing that in some ways with like, you know, the, like the online shows and stuff or just making records. I've seen some records sell like incredibly well, mm. at least my like standards or it seems like, but like, or whatever, I'm just like, Whoa, shit. Okay. Nice. Like, you know I mean? People are buying records right now, which I mean, totally makes sense, but it's like, Oh wow! So people still really care, you know what I mean? Which is great. Not that, yeah. And like, that's encouraging to me. Um, yeah. You know, it's like one of the reasons why we do this podcast is like we. I don't. I mean, not that we'd. I don't. We'd never forget. But it's like one of those things where it's like I like. I think it's important to like talk about music and to, uh, for people to play music, but just to like, like remember why everyone does what they you know what they do you know and yeah totally yeah and i think like to, to your point about the the different kinds of music i do think that when things when things return that you will see some kind of maybe some like really weird stuff you know yeah yeah the, uh, do you think the underground could be more popular than the mainstream when things get back because there will be more people that maybe picked up an instrument for the first time or tried different things that they would have an appreciation for stuff that they might not normally would have had prior to the pandemic. Oh, wow. I never thought of it that way, but that totally makes sense. Yeah, what, what you just said kind of inspired me to think of that. I don't know why I was thinking in that direction, but that was totally based yeah. on kind of what you kind of got me going there. Yeah, and just even, like, live shows, I mean, I just think it's really easy, you know, to get sucked up into this thing about, like, um, you know, wanting your band to, like, get to this level and then that level and this level. I mean, it's, it's fine. Like, that's okay. I'm not – it's just can, you can get sidetracked really easily at a show or, or not at a show, just in general, like, you yeah. know, and, um, I feel like after that, like people are so desperate for, for, um, to be together or at least I mean, I am, <laughs> it's been like, yeah. I've been living like in this kind of situation for two, almost two years at this point. So, um, it's like, um, I don't know if I'm making sense, but there was a live no, set this summer um Marshall Allen from the orchestra had like a small combo 
called the Cosmic Tones, I think, Marshall Allen's Cosmic Tones. And they played out in his backyard in Philly. And um, it was so amazing. And, you know, they're like these total jazz legends. And it was so loose and so cool. And like moments where things were just totally falling apart. And, um, but then they would just lock in. And it, it was, it just was like the, it saved my soul watching this last summer. I actually watched it again the other day because it's on YouTube now. But, um, but I was like, yeah, that's what music is all about. It's not about trying to get somewhere. You know, it's just like this one moment where we're all together. We're getting like recharged from making music in the moment. So, I mean, I know it's like super idealistic. It's, it's great to have both. Like, um, but I kind of wonder if shows like after all this, even people, you know, everybody is just like more present. That's what they want from it. Not this idea about being cool or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I hope so. Cause, um, I don't know. Yeah. Cause that's always been for me, like one of the like least interesting aspects of like kind of being in the, uh, I guess like music world for lack of a better way to put it, put it, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It, it yeah. sort of, I, it's like, cause I never really thought of that when I was like, like a kid looking at like, I listened to a band or like an album or whatever, but then it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. To me, then I like when you see like sometimes you like see bands out or whatever, you like read articles and stuff. The more like exposure sometimes I get, I feel like with that, when it like demystifies that, you sort of, I don't know, I get that. Yeah. It's like, okay, there does things start to feel sometimes like a popularity contest. And it's like, I don't know, that's like the least appealing. Yeah. Thing thing to me about music you know one of the least appealing things to me about music it's like I don't uh I'm often I don't know draw yeah drawn to kind of like what you're saying more people that are just uh um I don't know yeah how else to put it but it's like I guess where the music sort of speaks I guess more for itself but mm-hmm. it's hard to say because you like you said it's definitely ideal and there I mean I, I, at the same time I also understand or people are coming from in all different directions and stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's just, it, it it's, it's weird. I don't know. Um, I, I, and I, I think that we may see, yeah, we may see more people that are like, okay, just, just appreciate the fact that we can do stuff, you know what I mean? Just actually playing music together. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, forget about other shit. For oh, a second. I know. Even yeah, that. Yeah. Even that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah. Like, 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 last night I was listening to this um, Sun Ra live thing from Chicago from 1973, and it really just sounds like a practice space, like, it, it the way it's recorded, and um, it's super loose, and, and I just sat there, like, droning on my keyboard with it, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> This is kind of, I'm pretending that I'm playing with people right now. It's been so long. What's the recording? Oh, uh, what, what's oh, the God. album? It's like um, something like uh, Spring Afternoon or something live in Chicago, 1973. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. I can awesome. tell you the title after I can look it up. 
That's all I can okay, remember cool. now because I had never heard of it until yesterday. Yeah, because I've I've listened to Sun only like a little bit of Sunra, and I want to get more into um uh like I started making like lists of things. And I'm like, all right, these are things I want to get into. It's just the problem is I you always like find there's there's just so much already out there that it's like almost feels like futile <laughs> to to just like make a list. It's like the list is gonna be endless. But then totally. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then Ren, he's got like five billion yeah. records, so. It's kind oh of yeah, overwhelming. Yeah. Like, where do you even start? Where do you even right. fall into it? Right. Well, I've been getting into doo-wop a lot. Oh, cool. Well, it's and it's like yeah, and like I've always like doo-wop though, or I mean not always, but like I've, for a yeah. long time. But I've been specifically um, listening to a lot of doo-wop, and what I love about that, it's like same thing with a lot of like garage and like sort of like uh, like sort of like killed by death like punk band or whatever stuff that's on comps it's like i love it's just like and they put out like one single and then they did nothing else and it's the only reason i love it is because it's like oh okay so that's i'm just there's just a few songs for me to listen to because i don't know it sounds yeah. so stupid but it's like over it's almost like overwhelming when you're like it's like this band it's like there's like 30 albums and i'm like oh fuck like well which i don't know where to begin i this. know yeah mm -hmm. yeah totally because it's like one hand then it's like oh this is the one that or there's a, these few that people say that they're the best, but then it's like, I don't really want to necessarily go off of what someone else is saying is the best. And it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's some yeah. sort of comfort in like being like, oh, they only put out one single. It's like, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Yeah. I recommend um, Crashing the Party. It's a doo-wop like radio program thing. Uh, oh. that, Miriam Lena from Norden Records. Oh, cool! I'm the co-host. Yeah, it's a lot of cool, like deep cuts. Or it's it's like I'll do. Oh, up. that sounds awesome. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been listening to some jazz a lot more recently too, as well. Um, do you do you ever listen to Louis Jordan? Oh, um, yeah. Sure. Like I know his song. Like I haven't gone through like a huge thing. Yeah. You know, with it, but like, yeah, I know it's. I know him. Yeah. No, I've listened to that a lot lately too. It's oh, like cool. I've with people and they. Some people think it was like they're like, oh, is this like a more like modern song that? But they made it like sort of because like I think some of the lyrics or whatever. I think I can't remember what song was, but there was like some they were like. I think there were some swears or something. So people may have thought it was like a newer one. I'm like, no, no, this is like, this is old. It was, this is how it was. <laughs> you know, it's just, <laughs> he was just kind of a wild guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, but, um, so like, uh, Mr. Airplane Man has like 14, 14 albums. Um, wh which one are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we could add, we could add Mr. Airplane Man <laughs> to the list of overwhelming artist discographies. <laughs> uh, which which album would you say are you most you're most proud of? Oh, um, well, um. Come on, DJ was like really exciting, and like I said, it was kind of crazy that we made it happen. We were so nervous to do that, and um, 
you know, but we did, it was, we did it. And it was, it was really like, it pushed us really hard. And um, it, so that was great. And then, um, um, and then doing Jack around the blue was, was really fun. And, and, uh, okay. and pushed us too. Uh, out in California with, um, with Robin and, um, James. Nice. Yeah. I love the album art on a lot of your albums. They're just, oh, thanks. It's really fantastic. Uh, particular come on DJ. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to say, is there a particular song that you would, uh, point someone like, for example, you know, I, I I like to drum, but I don't often really know what to drum to. Is there a song of yours that you would think, oh, that that'd be that's a cool one that you'd recommend someone to drum along to if they're just kind of trying to get into that? Oh, whoa! Uh, wow. Um, I don't know why. I guess um, Black Cat Boom came to my mind. I, um, okay. uh, yeah, or the, oh my God, <laughs> my brain just totally froze. <laughs> <That's fine>. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like Black yeah. Hat Bone, it was like, well, Black Hat Bone and Not Living at All are both like two drum beats where I'm really trying to, I guess, like the drumming from North Mississippi Hill Country, I just listened to it so much and loved it. And that was kind of like my version of it. And then, oh. um, uh, um, not living at all was like my version of being really like just so taken away with Paul Murphy from liars and the way he plays drums and those drum parts like i know mono man like it's like this whole vision but um the way paul murphy plays those drum parts is just like one of the, my favorite musical things ever so anyway so that that sounds like me trying that's my version of soaking up all that like going I just yeah. used, I used to go see the liars a lot like for a while they were playing at the Kirkland hosted by our friend Mickey oh, Bliss shit. um they were playing like oh um, I think maybe it was just once a month one Friday a month at the Kirkland but I saw them a lot for a couple years there and um I mean it just like took everything in me not to just crawl on the stage and just like weirdly stare at Paul Murphy the whole time <laughs> He's just like one of my favorite drummers ever. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. That it's funny you mentioned that, like the Kirkland. Yeah. It's I I'd never been to that place, but yeah, that's where Mickey used to do Club Bohemia there. Mickey yeah. Bliss before he moved he moved it to Cantab. Yeah. Yep, and he would have, they would do their, quote, jazz garage trio on Friday nights, like, before the rock show, which was right. super cool. And um, Howie from The Real Kids often played drums. I think he pretty much was always the drummer. That was super cool, because it was, like, they were just kind of bashing through, like, jazz stuff 
in their super cool way. And, and, and how he played with us for a while. He played with Mr. Airplane Man. He went down to Memphis with us for like a little tour. And he would do, um, he had this thing, you know, he'd have like um, a whole bunch of tambourines and shakers, like just holding a million at the same time and just wow. play percussion with us. And it was, it was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, actually, that's yeah, that, that's inspiring to me. I'll I'll to do that. Uh, just grab like a million tambourines and shakers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've uh yeah no I've I've it's funny one time I was, I was playing with the tambourine and I like a jam like practice or whatever and I it broke like I was like I, I broke it and I was like damn it I wish this happened at a show this <laughs> 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 seems like a waste <laughs> I know I always feel like that when my stick breaks at practice and I'm like damn I would have looked so tough if that happened at a show yeah. I don't know what happened at the show <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh <laughs> i like broke it over my head and i was like oh, yeah. i'm like no wait this is like kind of lame like this like, <laughs> yeah. and then like i then i just used the broken half the tambourines and half so I won't, for like the show i think it was just using like a broken one <laughs> it works Still works, yeah. Whatever doesn't and like it doesn't really matter in the food masters world. <laughs> it's, it's the spirit, but uh, yeah. Oh man, like the I don't. It's like we're talking about a uh, Mickey and Club Bohemia. I just hope that like it can that can it can come back, you know? Because yeah, it, I don't. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, because I mean. It was. They said that it was closed, but then we talked to Mickey, and I don't. I don't think it's like officially closed. I think it's just up for sale. Yeah, I heard that part. Yeah. Who so, knows I mean, what I don't will know. happen? Really? Yeah. Good. Who knows what will happen? But yeah, hopefully, it's, I don't know. <laughs> so, then, if there's any. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was just saying, if there's any like, entrepreneur <laughs> of like any like wealthy fans of weird rock and roll out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I just hope because it's like that. I don't know. Like that place is so just representative, of, like Cambridge and Boston. It just sucks to see like stuff like that go. You know, that area is getting more and more like I don't know, lamer I stuff. Know. <laughs> It's really weird for me when I go back up there. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. What's, what is this place? It almost doesn't look familiar. I mean, I know things change, but like, I was like, who are all these people? What, what is happening? And then, but uh, I don't know. I'm also just so in my own world of just trying to get like not even knowing what my personal future in music is either so I'm just kind of like wow I don't know I'm just like 
just um, trying to, I'm really into playing keyboards right now. I have been. I started um, taking keyboard lessons, actually speaking of Memphis, with Alex from Memphis, um, the first Rating Sound record. Oh, sick. Yeah, it's so fun. And like, you know, he's teaching me Booker T and MG songs. So it's like so fun to get back into um, all that music from Stax, which I used to love and listen to. And uh, I knew I, I somewhere, I don't know if it was Facebook or one of you told me, but I knew, like you saw the me puppets or something. Yeah. Teenagers. Yes. Okay, cool. Very cool. Is that? Yeah. Which, which yeah, album? like we saw them. What? Oh, I was going to say, which album was like, they're like tour. Did you, did you first see them? Oh, God. Um, I don't know if it was the Meat Puppets 2 tour, but I was so into that record. It might have been like Up on the Sun was just coming out. Okay. So, yeah, it's around. I those. don't know. Yeah. We yeah. saw them play at the Paradise, and it was just like amazing and then they came back a year later or maybe nine months later and they played at the channel and it was not an all-ages show so we went early and we were like trying a million we were just total goofs and like trying to figure out how to get in and like harassing the door guy and like then we were harassing the meat puppets like to please is there some way we could come in and um they were going to let us like sell t-shirts, but like, you know, the club just kept being no and say no. And then like, it was time for them to go on stage. And so they grabbed us and um, they brought us on stage with them, like to get us through the door. And the bouncers were like, get out. <laughs> so just, and then the next night they were playing in Providence all ages. So we were trying to get down there. And we were just like so hysterical and freaking out that we got lost on Memorial Drive. Like we were driving in endless loops on Memorial Drive. Anyway, we like missed the show and anyway, I went through all that with Margaret. So yeah, we had this whole meat puppets thing. I really wanted to see them when they played here uh, spring of 2019, but that's just when I kind of had my total physical crash and I couldn't go out. Oh, damn. Did you go to that show? No, uh, no, yeah, I haven't seen them in a long time. I saw them, we saw them once uh, in 2008 um at like the orpheum with built the spill and dinosaur jr oh whoa um yeah 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 it was a cool bill it's kind of funny it's actually i don't know why i just like i um i wasn't i didn't we didn't really go to shows as that was like when we were starting to really start to like go to shows and stuff and like i knew you know dinosaur jr and built the spill were playing but it was i i i knew who the meat puppets were and i listened to them but i like didn't pay attention at all to like the the listing or whatever the bill I so I thought we were like just going to see Dinosaur Jr. that night and I, oh. I it's funny. and I think I, I then like I see like the Me Puppets come on and I was like oh shit no way like because oh, wow. I knew who they were I just didn't like pay attention to like the li- the listing like I wasn't really like at that time I wasn't really looking up like stuff so I just kind of like knew Dinosaur Jr. was in town yeah, I mean, I know they're from like Massachusetts, but they were playing in Boston. But uh, yeah, anyway, it was just it was just the coolest thing. It was like a, the nicest, like little like like last like like as they were go like starting on stage, I was like, oh shit, they're they're playing the show as well. Wow, dang. Yeah, so 
But uh, no, we can definitely relate to the. Uh, we've had our share of sneaking into places and all those shenanigans, and yeah, no, it's 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 great to have a, a co-conspirator <laughs> with you, or as like David yeah. Woods would say, you're he's our, he's like your co-defendant. <laughs> 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 back to David Woods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it always comes back. Bugsy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, well, I, I if I hope we haven't taken up too much of your time. Uh, no, really, that's really really fun. It's really yeah, exciting, right. you guys. I'm so yeah, glad really. you're. Yeah, I'm great. so yeah, glad you're doing stuff. Yeah, of course. It's we really appreciate you talking with us. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, do you have any like uh, any like uh, shout outs or any plugs or anything you want to? Um, anything else you want to? Oh. Throw out or. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! No, but just I really hope to see y'all in, in person at a show. Yeah, no, absolutely. We will. Yeah, we will. Oh, do you prefer three band bills or four band bills? Oh <laughs> God, really? Oh, three band for sure. For sure. Okay, good. We'll take that yes. into account. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. That's so funny. <laughs> do you ask everybody that? No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think um asked like one per other person that but it's a good it's, yeah it's it's kind of, it was kind of, it's kind of a random question but that's a good one <laughs> yeah no um we're still figuring out the whole like podcast uh social interaction thing so <laughs> but uh yeah so we're probably oh, not too, the best people too. for podcasts. I'm still figuring out social interaction. Believe me, I have not figured that out yet. Fifty years later, I have not figured that out. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, but I just wanted your wisdom like, on that. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, it's, just it's think good... about like, you know, I just got immediately had this nightmare vision of playing the upstairs Middle East. You know, four band bills and yeah. that little square they give you up by the stage and all this gear like piled up in that little square oh and, yeah and there's like there's like 10 minutes between bands because everyone's so stressed out about time and you're like you know it's dark and you're all stoned and trying to find your gear it's like a nightmare <laughs> like just make it three bands yeah i get i get it for like i definitely for as like a fan i definitely prefer three band bill my only thing is like if i'm booking a show it's like it depends but sometimes i'll book four just to like book like uh kind of like the like weirdo eccentric band that's like oh, no one's, yeah, never, that ever, no one's ever seen before but i definitely i try to keep it's weird like i would ideally ideally three unless it's like a festival ideally three but it, that it makes can, sense uh, it, the only I, and then it might depend with like a touring band or something else or whatever or it kind of there's different factors but i would agree with the, like as a, i i would prefer three um especially like as a, as like a fan as as well but um 
Good question. I feel like if I'm <laughs> it's off, always good to end a podcast with a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. If I'm the next, like uh, it, it's it could be like a like a dating question. Like I'm uh, next date I go on. Do you prefer like three or four band bills and? <laughs> that's a good one it's like it's like nah he was a four band bill guy it just didn't work <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but, or what uh, about the person who's just like no i want to see one band play three sets all night oh, that's yeah. actually that that's interesting well i mean they from like reading stuff there used to be like i mean bands would play like two sets yeah. Right, or they'd be like, or there'd be like an all ages gig, and then the twenty one plus gig, or something. Yeah. Or, I mean, and like the old jazz. I mean, I'm sure they still jazz bands and bands that still bands that still do this. Uh, but they used didn't they used to do like, you know, they'd play like multiple sets and stuff. Yeah. So. But well, I'm kind of glad in our in our like sort of realm that's usually just like. <laughs> like bands playing one set especially if there's multiple <laughs> bands on a bill mm -hmm. it depends yeah. unless you're like there to see that band or something or whatever but yeah well anyway well it's anyway. really good to talk and it's yeah. really fun to talk about something besides doom so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, right. yeah. Well, thank you thanks again for talking with us really okay. really do appreciate it yeah. All right. We'll take care and hope to see you soon. Likewise. Take care. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Take care. You too.